0: On Front Page, with me this morning, Lukman Haris, anchor, journalist, and producer at Astro Awani, and also Azam Wan Hashem, research executive at Ideas. Good morning, gentlemen.
1: Morning. Morning. Good to be here.
0: And the first headline, we're going to take a look at. uh, Business decisions, not your business. Putrajaya told over food delivery company Rider Dispute. And it's true, you know, I mean, it is uh, a private company. Why should this have been brought up in Parliament? These grouses that the deliverymen um, have been having.
2: I'm a big fan of The government shouldn't Be doing business I truly believe in that But the government's Main mandate Is to take care Of the people And I believe All those I understand The grouses that some have That they look at this As sort of a Government intervention Towards business Towards the free market Practices But you got to understand That's the main mandate Of the government And I think it's safe to say That uh, a significant Majority of this Food delivery company's Riders Are those who belong In the bottom M40 group Or the Mm B40 group Those who need help, those the government has pledged to help the most. So I think the government did the right thing and it should be a flag or a reminder for companies that they should be treating uh, their workers well moving forward. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
0: Azam, your thought?
1: I, I think in the whole scheme of this new type of work, this this gig economy type of work uh i think we're just naturally at the stage where the debate has moved on to parliament you know it, it's no longer they're the new entrants. it's a new exciting thing everyone's very open to not regulating them uh mm. keeping it free and letting the market decide what what's gonna happen we're at the stage where the market has decided that you know uh some people are feeling like perhaps they're, they're not getting the most out of these new types of jobs so they've brought it up into the parliament to discuss where should we take this 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 type of work forward. How, how should these uh, gig economy jobs be regulated so that, you know, there there's a healthy balance between nurturing innovative businesses like this and at the same time protecting the workers and protecting the rights of the workers. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I welcome this debate in, in the parliament.
0: Now, is there a need for more stringent regulations uh, for food delivery companies? Lutman?
1: I do think that
2: the regulations should be more stringent just a bit more stringent for uh, gig economy companies I do understand your, your point that if the gig economy is supposed to be the o- the open economy um, it shouldn't be too regulated mm-hmm. recently we've got uh, companies you know uh, being taken action against for antitrust you know issues for uh, monopolizing mm-hmm. so yes I do believe in the o- open mm-hmm. economy I do believe in the gig economy I do believe that the government shouldn't be doing business too much they shouldn't be uh, intervening mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time the uh, these big companies and they're becoming bigger and bigger they shouldn't be given a free hand because we've seen in a lot of countries even developed countries that the bigger these companies get the bigger the power they have and they can um, actually you know for one of a better term uh, oppress some of their employees <laughs> so, yep. so yes the government should keep an arm's length distance mm. but that's not to say that they, they should give them a free hand regulations have to be there the government has to be you know the big brother that watches over any possible mm. wrongdoings or abuse of power by these companies While giving them some degree of liberty for the free market to remain free and open and healthy. Mm.
0: All right. Well, we're going to take a look at the US Mm. ban on a rubber glove company here in Malaysia. That's up next, right after this year's Bruno Mars Grenade on Light. on front page with me this morning Azam Wan Hashim from Ideas and Lukman Harris from Astro Awani. The US Customs and Border Protection has deemed that one particular company is involved in forced labor and has since banned the company's goods from entering the US. Earlier Reuters reported that the US has blocked the import of goods suspected to have been made with forced labor from five countries including Malaysia. I guess what are some of the laws here where forced labor is concerned and what constitute forced labor Azam?
1: From the US perspective uh, since one thousand, nine hundred and thirty, under this thing called the Tariff Act of one thousand, nine hundred and thirty, the U.S. government prohibits the imports of goods produced or manufactured or uh, you know mined or extracted using forced labor, which it defines as work obtained from a person for which, you know, the the person doesn't offer voluntarily. This definition kind of takes into account uh, child labor as well. Goods made through mm, the work that deprives... Prison workforce, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Prison workforce as well. So the U.S. government uses the International Labor Organization's indicators for forced labor, which... Looks at if particular goods and countries producing these goods have the abuse of you know vulnerability or deception or uh, the restriction of movement or uh, physical violence. So the the report given to the customs and border protection can be reported by an- an- anyone any person. <laughs>
0: Okay, so what do you know of this uh, company that is this rubber glove company? Well, be
2: told, I do not know a lot about this company. Right. But I do know that many, many people uh, might not know this, but the rubber glove industry is one of the main industries of Malaysia. It's one of our big exports apart from electrics and electronics. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of our big glove companies, I think, is the biggest glove manufacturer in the whole world. Mm-hmm. Right. So it uh, is a huge portion of of the economy. is a huge portion of exports. Mm-hmm. Understandably, it's causing alarm if uh, it's to be misconstrued as the U.S., which is a very big market, um, taking the decision to ban uh, gloves from Malaysia, which is a very big export for our country. Right. Uh, with all the things that's going on with our economy, I think I think that's the last thing we need. But I think I think the, the Association Magma, yeah. they made the right announcement. They, they they stepped in, nipped it in the bud, and saying that hey, hey hey, it's just one company. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just one company that's probably slipped under the radar and and uh, have all these unfair labor practices. Mm. That's not good,
0: right? Why is it still possible in this day and age? I mean, 2019 to find cases of forced labor in the country.
2: We'd like to think that we live in modern times where everything is prim and proper, yes, but up, up until Victorian a few years <laughs> <laughs> up until a few years ago, we never thought that there would be mass graves in perlis. Mm. We never thought that, you know, there'll be, you know, massive corruption uh, in, in uh, agencies that we, we didn't even think of. On the global front, we never think that our politics should be this Toxic. We'd never think that the leaders of the biggest countries in the world now are calling for the world to distance each country to distance themselves from each other. Mm -hmm. Like it or not, as we advance, these things will still happen. I think this relates to my first point on the food delivery company. This is the role of the government. These things will happen and it's still happening and it's still being uncovered. Uh, The government needs to play an active role in ensuring that they snuff this out quickly they take the right action and take proactive measures to prevent this from happening again because at the end of the day it's all about leaving a better Malaysia mm, for our kids mm, yeah.
0: alright when we come back we'll take a look at um, the idea to reinstate Najib as BN Chair as, as suggested by one um note Youth Exco member that's coming up after the traffic update and Jewel you were meant for me on light on front page with me this morning from Astro Awani Luqman is from Ideas, Azam Wan Hashim, and reinstating Najib as BN chair has been one suggestion by Umno Youth Exco member Shahrul Nasroun Kamaruddin This was a statement to the press which he sent in response to a news portal's report that presidents of Amno MCA and MIC had agreed to appoint Hishamuddin Hussein as BN Secretary General. So would this be a good idea considering he's um, you know, kinda busy with court cases and mm. whatnot? Your thoughts, Lukman? Court cases
2: wise, no, it's not a good idea Because it's unethical He's innocent until proven guilty mm-hmm. But it would be unethical to reinstate someone Into uh, any leadership position mm-hmm. If he or she is undergoing a legal process For a huge number of corruption charges So it would be unethical If you would want to do that do wait until the the proceedings are over, then by all means you've got right to do that. If the courts find him innocent, uh, then um you can do that by all means. But uh, like you know not, I do think it's politically expedient and maybe even wise for them to do it <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I i I find myself, you know. <laughs> Sighing when I say that I can't (laughs) I, I truly believe That I've said that But I think it's true Because here's the problem With our politics And not just the politics In our country But with a lot of countries Here's the problem With both parties Both sides they are preaching to the already converted. Mm-hmm. Pakatan Harapan is already preaching to the urbanite, uh, those who probably make uh, more money, to, to be very crude and honest about it, those who live in urban uh, centres. Uh, they do appeal to r- rural folks as well. But this is just to to put it generally. And generally, Barisan National, they appeal to you know, predominantly Malay, those r- living in the rural areas, also those living in the urban areas. So those who support Pakatan Harapan will laugh at this Latest piece of news Right But those who support BN Will actually cheer for it Uh, No matter what They will support that So it's politically expedient Is Mm. he
0: the leader They um, desire and uh, deserve?
2: Uh, It seems to be that way (laughs) It seems to be that way Because one reason for that Amongst many reasons is lack of a leader within BN right now mm. I think there are some strong figures like KJ mm-hmm. uh, progressive yeah, he's, figures he's quite
0: quiet these mm-hmm. days but
2: but the institution of BN and amno the politics of it the the camps and and all that uh it's proving uh, difficult for him to you know to, to to kind of breach through all that and introduce this brand of new politics to the old amno
1: so I think he's mm-hmm. still gonna stick yeah. around but it's right. not gonna be soon all right but you know like like you said uh, uh having not as a new chairperson. I mean, you have to think about the implications of having an individual with criminal charges of corruption uh, being the chair of your party and, mm. and what what kind of signals that sends to your followers. Uh, I mean, like you said, usually when, when a member has uh, uh, is faced with criminal charges, they usually step down voluntarily mm. or the party themselves ask them to step down. In other countries. In other countries, <laughs> in other <laughs> developed democracies. We haven't
0: seen that here. Mm-hmm. Um, how would this affect the coalition, Azam?
1: The three leaders of the AMNO parties had a discussion and unanimously agreed that the the appointment of Hishamuddin Hussein as the sec-gen of BN and uh, Hishamuddin with uh, as the vice president of AMNO, they 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 believe that that he's able to shoulder this kind of responsibility mm-hmm. uh, to to create a stronger opposition. And you know, uh, amidst the political arena in Malaysia right now, I think this is important to have. Um, but going back to it, I think having Najib as as the new chairperson is wrong and not good in, in many ways. All
0: right. Well, mm. it's something we're going to watch and see if you know this moves forward in any way. Um, coming up, the Education Ministry is investigating the PT3 exam paper leak. We'll take a look at that right after Sam Smith. Here's Dancing with a Stranger on Light. On front page with me this morning, Lukman Hari's anchor journalist, producer at Astro Awani and Azamwan Hashem, research executive at Ideas. And the PT3 exam paper leak is now under probe. Apparently, those papers include English, math and geography. And I can remember when I was in school, we have had exam paper leaks for the longest (laughs) time. Why does this keep (laughs) happening? Not that as students we would complain about it, but I mean, obviously this is a, a real issue.
2: Why does this keep happening is because we're all humans, shahs. I'm not <laughs> for a second condoning it. I, I, th- I think it's wrong. <laughs> Both my parents were teachers and I think it's an insult to the profession when this happens. But I mean, coming back to what you said, when we were kids, we didn't complain. I didn't come across too many incidents of uh, leaked exam papers or yeah. questions, but it's kind of a dilemma. If you put yourself in their shoes, I mean, you don't actively seek out for questions They're is plain wrong of yes. course and I, again I do not condone it but if this thing falls in your lap as a student and you've been m- preparing for months for PT3 for example uh-huh. and your friends say hey I got this you know question la, I got this set of questions la, you want to take a look at it or not if you do you're probably unethical if mm-hmm. you don't you're probably not smart <laughs> <laughs> no, because <laughs> it has landed in your lap yeah. and, and, and maybe you'll take a look at it and then suddenly a very good friend comes and says hey Come share with me like well, and, uh,
0: Let me just tell you man, That never happened In my schooling life Though <laughs> I have had teachers Who have said Okay This chapter No need to study But you focus on this one And focus on this particular You know Like very subtle and, uh, way oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes not so subtle right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, um, As i um, What are the consequences If found guilty For leaking exam papers
1: Okay So you, you, you bring up A good point here you, you You say that Students might not Seek out Leaked should exam not. papers No they should not mm. They should not And they would not ethically so this begs the question where does it come from you know uh, spreading it and sharing it that that's a a different question but where does it originate from so based on standard operating procedure the responsibility to download and print the exam rests with three people well not three people uh, three positions Uh, the principal the senior administration assistant and the pt3 secretary in each respective school. So, so talking
2: about hundreds of thousands of people.
1: Oh yeah. Mm.
2: Huge potential of leaks.
1: I mean, if we, if we knew where the leaks mm. were coming from, I don't think this problem would happen. So those having access and responsibility to download and print the exam papers, they are actually liable under the mm. Official Secrets Act of 1972. So the consequences of being found guilty of leaking these exam papers, mm-hmm. according to the act, Uh, If any person is found committing an offense under the act or are reasonably suspected of having committed an offense, they may be arrested and imprisoned.
2: But okay. I do think this should tighten the process Because we're talking about Hundreds of thousands Of people across Malaysia yeah. I mean the potential Of leaks is definitely huge uh, Please tighten up the process Get less people involved And uh, I think that That is the first step Towards uh, ensuring That this does not occur again
0: Yeah I, I think like. also The reason why um, You know Some Perhaps leaks happen Is because Certain schools <coughs> Certain teachers Want their students To do very very well So that it'll bring You know Their uh, The prestige mm, of their mm. Particular school up That's just basic Because we have this obsession Of doing well in exams Exactly Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, So so people By all uh, Sometimes the ends Justify the means Mm. Mm. That's how our education system is not so holistic mm. because we're obsessed with answering exams, we're leaking questions, yeah. and we score well in exams. But there's no guarantee that we'll be successful in life. In Absolutely. Nature.
0: Well, coming up, the big, big one in the news: uh, we can consider bringing back the GST. So it says Tune Dr. Mahadir Muhammad. We'll take a look at that headline after Bachelor girl buses and trains here on Light. And with me on front page is Azam Wan Hashim from Ideas. Also, Luqman Harris from Astro Awani, and uh, we can consider bringing back the GST if that's <laughs> what the people want says to Dr. Mahathir Muhammad everyone's talking about this now and uh, you know we've seen so many U-turns I guess why not this one I mean despite it being against the manifesto <laughs>
1: what an intro Shaz uh, what an <laughs>
0: intro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean uh, should reconsider <coughs> reinstating the GST.
1: Okay, let's just make it clear here. It's it's just a consideration. It's a very small mm. part of a, it. It's a small thing that he said. Mm-hmm. Let, let's not take it as the government is actually reinstating the GST. Twin M just said that we'll consider it if that's what the people want. So it can be considered a, a, a U-turn, but let's take note that it's actually not actually implemented. Uh, they're still sticking to the SST. Uh, if you ask, uh, you know, academics and economists that they're, they're going to say that the GST is more efficient uh, it, it was a better system it's just you know there, there were some leakages and things going wrong in terms of the actual implementation of, of the GST
2: first of all I do agree with you um, in fact just yesterday because this was said yesterday by the PM so obviously it was a hot news topic yesterday it still mm-hmm. is today I don't know. so we talked to a bunch of people from normal people on the streets just ask them whether they agree to so-called economists and experts and yeah. and they do say that the experts the so-called experts say That as it was, the GST mechanism was good. In Mm -hmm. fact, it was probably better than the current SST mechanism. It was more transparent, et cetera, et cetera. But the implementation of it was was left much to be desired, Mm -hmm. and the understanding of the mechanism, including by the regulators themselves and by uh, retailers, were lacking. Mm -hmm. So that had caused the implementation of the GST to be wrong. For example, a simple example was that they were taxing the 6% on the base price, the total price, when they should tax be taxing the 6% on the margin. The profit margin So they were taxing More than they should So this lack Of understanding Had caused This malpractice That had eventually Caused the prices Of items to be Higher than they should Right mm-hmm. You know So yes You may argue That BH wants To make another U-turn And the old government Was right in implementing The GST I kind of understand that But at the same time It was also the fault Of the old government To not ensure That the implementation Was correct mm-hmm. Even though they put it In place a better system they did not execute it well, and that's on them. Mm-hmm. All
0: right. Some people would see this as another U-turn, another mm-hmm. PH U-turn. Um, is this fair to assume that?
1: Well, if if you look at the manifesto, abolishing the GST was definitely one of the very main tenets of the the PH campaign. Yeah. And them to say perhaps we we can go back to the GST is is a U-turn. But you also have to look at, you know, uh, there have been multiple U-turns that the pH has made, but these U-turns are usually due to things out of their control. They've uncovered, you know... Uh, higher debt than what they expected. Therefore, they need to change some promises. Mm-hmm. We have to look at the, the concept of a U-turn in, in two ways. One, one is uh, whether they're forced to do something like this, or they are just making a U-turn just to not deliver on their promises.
0: It, mm-hmm. All right. Well, interesting points of views. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for uh, panelling uh, front page this morning and discussing the news Pleasure. that matter.
1: Thanks so much for having us.
0: Of course, that was Azam Wan Hashim from Ideas and Luqman Harris from our very own Astro Awani.